Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Guests for this upcoming week. Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes. I can't wait to talk to him. I want to know his thoughts on where they're ranked going into the season. We'll talk about opening week in the NHL. Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes. It's another episode of the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, yes, guy. Yes, guy. Let's go. Let's go. It's hour two. Rick Regan's fired up. We're all fired up. Woo-hoo. Yes. Let's go. It's hour two of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Back home in the freezing bunker. It's literally freezing here in the rectangle as we talk sports. And uh, what do you got your hands on? I try and treat you right. You, you do know, treat me I great. I try and make sure everything's... I can't do anything about the weather. You can't? And I can't. Uh, not a good day to wear shorts, I guess. Listen. Uh, I'm going to start this off. Hour two for Core Grain. Doing the right thing for your farm right here with this comment from Northside Y-E-G. That's a viewer on YouTube who clearly doesn't want to be identified personally. His, his handle is Northside Y-E-G. And he says, man, people in Edmonton are fired up for the home opener tomorrow. Going to be a lot of Oilers jerseys out. First home game with fans for years. Ah, well, I've packed. We're going, right? Pretty much right after the show today. We're going to Edmonton, and we're broadcasting the show from West Edmonton Mall, a very special design place, designated place in West Edmonton Mall, which I'll let you divulge, and then we'll be, according to the Oilers, at their home opener against the Vancouver Canucks. Now, I won't be wearing my Oilers jersey. I brought a suit. I'm very respectful. You couldn't believe that I took a suit to Florida to sit in the press box at FLA Live Arena. Well, of course, man. Were you the only one? Only one wearing a suit? Yeah. No, everybody is wearing a suit. Okay, okay. Good. In the press box. It's yeah, okay. the National Hockey League, man. Well, I know. I know. It's I not know. a bunch of Rudy Poos. So, anyways, I have this. This is one thing that annoys me. The last time that I was at an Oilers game live, I had this orange jersey that I had specifically made, those Oilers thirds, with 99 Gretzky on it. You wouldn't believe how much I got spit-talked by Oilers fans. Of which, for a large portion of my life, I was one. I mean, you can't, you can't wear that. That's not era specific. I'm like, you need to shut up. I'll wear whatever I want to wear. I had this thing specifically made, Gretzky 99. What the hell's wrong with that? Nothing. Did I do something wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, people just annoy me. Yeah. Like, if I was going to a Leafs game, I'd wear a Matt Sundin jersey. If I was going to wear a jersey, or Doug Gilmore, or whoever, maybe it'd be somebody now. I'm assuming that was that's all good. And every venue I've seen them wear jerseys of the legends. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, but it just it's not era specific. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> People annoy me. Um, 
the Puck and Pigskin podcast watching in Red Deer. Jason says, got to say, I'm disappointed in the NHL's opening night. Only two games and none of the Canadian teams? Come on, Jason. Do we have to go through this elementary 101 NHL? It's on ESPN. It's opening night. They haven't been on ESPN in how many years? All the focus is on two, these two teams. We have the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning against the Pittsburgh Penguins, one of the biggest marquee franchises in the NHL. That's the first of a doubleheader. And then the second game is the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team against the Seattle Kraken. The ups, this, what, probably the number one story in the NHL this year is how do the Kraken fare? Yeah. Makes perfect sense to me. It's like the National Football League. You saying, why do they only have one game on opening night? The Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a joke. No, it's to put all the focus on those teams and have ESPN be allowed to feature it with a doubleheader. That's why they're doing it. Canada, forget about it. They don't care. That's just a fact. It is. It's exactly what they're doing. And we've done this for years. It's called Hockey Night in Canada. It's called the Winter Classic. It's called, you know, all the focus on one game. Celebrate the season. Consistent messaging. Get excited. And then get everybody going the next night. Like, I think that's, that's the way you should do it, for sure. Uh, Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, says, I'm excited to see how ESPN produces hockey. Um, well, here's the thing. You and I are going to be listening to the broadcast, which is totally fine. But we're not going to be, unfortunately, watching the ESPN broadcast tonight. But they say that they're going to be tracking the puck. You're not old enough to remember the Fox track puck. Did you even see it? Yeah. You did? That yeah. was just... That was just bad. That was an insult to the game. But I'm a lot more open-minded than I was in the 90s. Like, whatever it takes to sell the game, I'm all for. And by the way, Troy in Toronto asked last hour, Troy Colbeck from Sober Athletic Wear asked me what I felt about what it was like to be at a Dolphins game with a full crowd. And to be honest, I never even really thought about it. It was a little loud. It was a little overwhelming, to be honest with you. But I'm 48 years old. We went one year with no crowds. In some cases, what, a year and a half? Yeah. It's not like it was 100 years ago, man. It felt fairly normal, right? Yeah. Had to walk 1.2 miles to get to the stadium. And I could go on a whole other rant on this. I wish the teams would listen to the fans more than they do. Because i sorry to tell you, they don't care what the fans think. Is that not fairly evident? They don't care what the fans' opinions are? They, they don't. They think they do. Right. But they don't. And they want to, but they don't actually. I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect in actually listening to the fans and putting the fans interests first. I think in in a boardroom, we sit there and say, oh, this is what the fans want. This will be good for the fans. It's like we decide what we think the fans want, as opposed to actually asking the fans, what do you want? Right. And we get this idea that, oh, they want this and this and this. And it's, there's a disconnection with the... They don't listen to the fans. That's the, po- that's the bottom line. And here was my experience. I told you all before I went what I was going to do. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I had meetings with the Dolphins, meetings with the Panthers. I went to the games as a fan. I went to the games as media. I sat with an agent in a luxury suite. I literally did it all. But when I went as a fan, it was driving through traffic, parking 1.2 miles away, traipsing through the crowds, which you all do. I'm not complaining about it, but my point is the executives park right beside the stadium, go up to their seats in an elevator, eat shrimp cocktail. They're not on the ground floor in the trenches with the fans. That's right. And they don't want to be. And that's their right. That's fine. But they 
completely lost touch with the fan base. All leagues, all leagues have. That's why I really enjoy going to these games as a fan to, to experience that. And it's kind of similar to uh, the hockey game that we broadcast on Sunday, Regina versus Brandon. There weren't that many people in the facility. There just weren't. But I was just enjoying being there and calling the game. I'm not so worried anymore about uh, that's their problem, not ours. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. Totally sidetracked here. Let's get back on track. Donna Berger says, uh, lead the way, Rod. You do you. Jealous people never thought of it first. Probably the Gretzky jersey. That's what she's talking about, huh? I Gretzky would think. jersey, going to Edmonton. Being a trailblazer. Whatever, yeah. Ah. That totally reminds me of something. I just, I just want to say the Shooter Shoot podcast watching, they say, can it be Thursday already so my Red Wings can lose 6-2 to Tampa Bay? <laughs> Happy Tuesday, Rod and company. Not great expectations for the Detroit Red Wings. But with Eddie Steele being let go last week, the Edmonton Elks radio guy, I put it in my 10 things column how my phone blew up with football people just going, how can he be let go? He said the truth. Uh, the Edmonton Elks are a grease fire, a dumpster fire. All the arrows do point to Brock Sunderland. How come he gets fired for saying that? And I'm like, guys... He's on the radio rights holder, the, the radio station that carries the team's games. You just can't tell the truth when you are on the air. And that's if you're starting to realize now where I've said for two years that I'm not pursuing a play-by-play job, this is why. And then these guys came to me and said, back to that trailblazer thing, they're like, oh, you got to figure it out. You don't need to be affiliated with a team to be cool. You can still be cool. You don't have to have that name, that team name beside. No, I don't. I'm not sure everybody can do it. But we're doing it just fine. Of course. Create your own brand. Right. That's what I'm saying. We've got our clothing line. We've got our TV deal. We've got our mascot. We've got our interns. We've got all the other things the teams do. We don't need them. And that is a fact. By the way, do you want to mention where we're doing the show from in Edmonton this week? And then we'll get to the actual games because that's what I'd rather talk about. Does it have a name? Because I'm not sure. I'm if sure it... we'll find out when we're there. Yeah. And this is breaking news. The Edmonton viewers can tune us in. It's 11-11, by the way. Holy smokes, we're doing this at the right time. Yeah. So the door of opportunity is leading us into the West Edmonton Mall tomorrow for our two shows. And they have said, no, no, we want you in the mall, but we've carved out a spot. You need a key to get in because we're going to put you right on the ship that's on the water in the middle oh, of, the, of the mall. How about that? So we're going to be on a boat inside the largest shopping mall in the country. World, isn't it? For the show. Might be the world. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we're going to find out. It's going to be great. This, was, this is even better than if we, they would have put us on center ice in the hockey rink. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to be on the boat. So, really cool. Um, I mean, the shopping mall will be open. So, 10 a.m. for the folks in Edmonton. It'll be at 10. And we'll be on the air if you want to come down to the mall and, and say hi. and watch That would the show. be amazing. Yeah. So uh, we know that you're listening to the podcast today, too, because Edmonton is number two for listenership on the podcast. Yeah. So if you're listening, it's uh, Wednesday and Thursday, game day, and the day after game day, we'll be in the West Edmonton Mall on the boat. Come find us. Because I'm a mall rat at heart. Oh, yeah. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I love that the RP show is going to Edmonton to broadcast live. Makes for a fun show. Does it ever? And that reminds me, the Golden Knights called me this. Well, I was last week, and they were like, guess we'll see you at the home opener? Uh, no. And they're like, well, you said you were coming. Mm, I might have hinted it. 
but we're going to Edmonton. Ed- and we've known this for a while. Yes. Edmonton's going to be great. But, like, we are going to sleep at the mall. We're going to eat at the mall. We're going to shop at the mall. All of it. Go to a movie at the mall. Do our show at the mall. Drive to the rink and go back to the... Probably won't see a lot of Edmonton in these two days. But it's it, a work trip. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Bob's your uncle. Bob is our uncle. Eleven, eleven. The doors of opportunities opening. Um, back on point. Where, listen, get, let's get back. Other than Nelson, our VP of Sim Events says, I know a local club that is really good at assuming what the fans want. Back to the earlier discussion. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, they have had the NHL in the States for over 100 years and outside of maybe 10 cities, they barely care. That's the truth. And I was reading an article in The Athletic by Pierre Lebrun talking about the America's team, the Florida Panthers, signing Sasha Barkov to an eight-year, $80 million deal on Friday and how Barry Zito, the general manager of the Panthers, wants to make Florida a destination NHL franchise. And one anonymous GM said, it's a team that has very little notoriety. And having spent three weeks there, I can attest, it's, un- it's unconscionable to a Canadian hockey fan how little attention the Florida Panthers get as a hockey team. It's very similar to Arizona. Yet in Arizona, the Coyotes, the sense that I get is they, they don't care. They know they don't have any. They're never going to get any. They're like, whatever. Whereas the Panthers have said, you know what? Damn it. Enough's enough. We're going to be a destination franchise, and we're going to be a cool place, and we're going to get fans in the building. And they're going about it. There's a big difference between them and Arizona. Oh, yeah. And just back to that rivalry thing, by the way, when the Golden Knights were coming to the NHL, I thought this is going to be a delicious desert rivalry between the Golden Knights and the Coyotes. And the Coyotes haven't held up their end of the bargain. In the four years since the Golden Knights have been in the NHL, they've made the conference final three times. The Coyotes have only made the playoffs once. That's not, that's not even a rivalry. It would have been a great rivalry. But it's Florida, Tampa Bay, the number one rivalry in the NHL right now. And talking to Al Murray, the Lightning assistant GM the other day, he completely attested to that. And I know I'm all over the place, but I'm getting excited. We have made this switch. I announced it today. We're an NHL show first priority. After that, I don't know. But it's number one <laughs> NHL. I saw, I think it was The Athletic, the coaches' hot seat rankings. And I'm like, this should be good. Oh, yeah. And I clicked on it. First one, Andre Turnier, Arizona Coyotes. I'm like, exit. They just signed him to a contract. How is he the most on the hot? Who writes this crap? And I didn't go on to spend any time on thinking who would be the most on the hot seat, although I think it might be Elaine Vigneault in uh, Philly. Yeah. Because they've got stars. You've got... Supposed to be the next great goaltender in Carter Hart. Kata hot. You need that team to start playing to its potential. Um, They're on the brink of a playoff spot when you look at, you know, people's early season prognostications. Mm -hmm. They should be a team that right now should be continuing to elevate. They should be climbing that mountain and almost at the top of the mountain in terms of their evolution. So it's time to win in Philly or you got to go in a new direction. Sean Couturier... Um, with Giroux and with who they've added, I th- their back end got better. Their defense is better. They've got really great potential in goal. They've got all the pieces. So Philly, it's t- now time to put up or shut up. I think we could probably talk about that from the West Edmonton Mall. See, Don Mitchell, I was talking about him in the break. He has written in and says, uh, 
Does this switch mean no more football Friday? No, it doesn't mean that, Don, at all. There will be football Friday, but you need to understand something, okay? Everybody's saying, how did you go to Florida, and how did this work that you got accredited by the Panthers? I called them up and said, I'm bringing my show to Miami. How can we work together? They said, come on in. They rolled out the red carpet, okay? Edmonton Oilers. I said, we're coming to Edmonton. We're bringing our show. Can you get us into the game? Yeah, how many guys? What are the names? Do you want to know how the CFLs traded us? Do you? That's why. Like, we don't just sit here and do things willy-nilly. The CFL, this is on them, not us. The interest isn't there, dude. It's shrinking. And what are they doing about it? I've had some top-flight CFL media people call me in the last couple weeks and go, hey, I see what you're doing there, man. That's pretty cool. How can I do that? This league's in trouble, and they don't even know. So when you... No, you can rant it all you want, but they're not growing. How many times have I said on this show, you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. I know what we're doing. What are they doing? Okay. We'll pause and be back. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. I like it. It's good. You do? Because yes. you gave me that. I know. the That look. We, we now can speak in body language so well. <laughs> Um, yes, you gave me that look. Anything, but at the end of the day, anything that's real and true and from the heart, like from your core, is always going to be the right thing to do for anybody in any discipline. Um, but it's true. Like it, at, at some point, you got to stop trying to paddle upstream. Right. Well, uh, Chris Bird, watching in King City, Ontario, says, "Got to go where the money is." That's what the Toronto media has been doing for years. We were only on the air on Game Plus for like a, not even a year. And I said to you guys, once we got some data, I'm like, oh, viewership data. This is why they do what they do. Okay, we got a break. We're ready for, we'll come yeah. back and we'll continue all yeah, this. Yeah, okay. yeah. Opening night in the NHL. John Gruden stepping down. The Raiders have a new head coach. And we will review week 10 on the CFL. You are watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you gotta use the promo code FANSIDED20. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Okay, welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. I uh, So this won't surprise you. We go to a commercial break and didn't stop talking the whole time, which did not allow me, <laughs> Moose, to get my sports update ready, okay? So while I do that, 
I want to talk about yeah, yeah, something. I, I just, I just want to say this from uh, from our viewers, from Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. I didn't know this about him. He says, I'm a, I am an under-50 CFL fan, and I've been following Rod first through the blog and now through the show for over a decade, mainly for CFL news. Troy in Toronto says, nobody talked more CFL than you, Rod. The CFL's fools. They should have used and abused your show to promote their brand. They're too clueless to figure out how to market and sell their game. And there's more. The, the, not every team. Bombers have been great. We were going through that. Bombers have been unbelievable. Uh, Argos have been unbelievable. Lions were great. They've cooled off a little bit. Same thing with the Elks, but they got bigger fish to fry. Oh, yeah, it's, not, it's not the whole league. No. But I can tell you some teams, the way that we've been treated is unconscionable. For sure. And I just, I, I have actually made it as we were at a coffee meeting this morning. I said, I deserve better than being treated this way. So we're pivoting and we're going to become NHL because it's worked real easily. But, Anyways, I'm getting my sports update ready. What did you But let's remember the core of this. I mean, you grew up in hockey. Right. Your dad spent almost 30 years in the National Hockey League. It's you easy. spent time calling games, almost 20 years calling hockey games at the highest levels. I mean, Part of it is, I mean, this didn't start because, you know, being treated poorly and then I'm going to go find somebody else. This started with your love of the game. You're a hockey guy first. So let's remember that, you know, and you've always wanted to make this a hockey show and they've just made it easy. You know, who's going to be the easy one to work with and the NHL set. What I wanted to talk about for a while, I've been sitting on it because sometimes you're like, what do you got? Right. And I just let you lead the show. The Fox Puck. I wanted to go back to the Fox Puck ah, that long ago with the okay. ESPN thing because I actually think there's a home for the Fox Puck. I think there is. Now, watching yeah, the that, garbage bin. Watching that during a game is just awful. But if you look at what, why was the Fox Puck created? Why is this here? What's the spirit of this technology? It's that the puck can get lost sometimes, and we noticed it when we were doing the Pats game. There was a couple of replays where the puck moves so quickly and it's deflected. Our replays couldn't slow it down to find it. So if they use the technology in that way, where like on a replay, when the puck's moving so fast, they just light it up for the replay to show you the deflection. Yeah. Or when it's zinging really fast, they light it up for a second and then cool it back down. If they, if they had a, a good producer managing that Fox puck to just use it in the places where it's needed, it could be a really cool tool but man, was that annoying, just lightning all over the screen all the time. So you can't Incre- have that. Incredibly annoying. And I don't know for how long it lasted. Yeah. I don't. But Metal Shingle Guy writes in on the Prairie Mobile text line. He says, TSN's 4K broadcast yesterday was great. Not sure if they had it for the Ryder game. I wasn't home. He says, go to the beach at the mall. Oh, you got to follow our social media. We'll be all over it at the Rod Peterson Show or at our names. But I don't like that. If we want to sit and talk about it, I noticed it yesterday in the CFL games. It's like the portrait mode on your iPhone. Do you have it on your cheap Android phone? Do you have that? Where the, fo- the, the focal thing is very in focus, and then behind it's all blurry. What? You're the one who always says my pictures are so great. How so do you, you have it? How do you take great photos? Yeah, of course I do. How did, I don't like I first saw it in the NFL. Obviously, the cam- People, you know what you're talking about. Oh, and the sideline camera. You can't camera. see the fans' faces, and I want to see the fans' faces. Yeah. 
How do you feel about it? Um, I saw it yesterday. For again, the first time. good technology to be used in certain spots, not just because it's the great, the greatest new thing. We used to think that. Um, you know, adjusting our photos. You know, you can do that in Instagram with contrast and saturation and all this. And you'd overdo it and it would look fake, but you'd think it looks outstanding. Well, we're abusing the tools and not using them properly, right? It's cool, but it just, it looks fake, right? When you're watching them. It doesn't look real. No, it's like a the video silence game. Because it's not consistent with what you see from the main follow cameras to that. And, you know, you got to pick and choose when you use the, that, that focus because you're focusing on the subject and blurring out the background and... Yeah, you got to pick and choose when you use it. Do you it. think they'll go back? Is this like the fox puck? Yeah. <laughs> they won't do it all because it, it is weird. Um, but if you pick your spots, it's okay. I didn't mind when Lisa Salters was doing her stand-up on the sideline because it was supposed to be about her and the guys are warming up. You could tell, and that was blurred out. I like that. But touchdown celebrations and stuff, I don't like that. Yeah, well, hey, I see what the viewers are saying. Uh, Earl James watching on YouTube, he says, it's a new thing. Let him try new things. We're all going to try new things, and we'll find out whether people like it or not. And I'm just giving my opinion as a guy sitting at home watching nine hours of football yesterday that I didn't care for the new camera angles the uh, CFL and NFL are using, and we'll see if they go back. That's my opinion from my cousin, Christina Medicine Hat, which, by the way, they get a real kick out of that in Florida. (laughs) They say the CFL has another mic'd up game, which will come with age warnings. Horrible idea to shun the next generation of fans. Well, they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, I don't under, you don't need mic'd up to hear guys dropping F-bombs on the air. Give me a break. I hear it all the time. All the time in all the leagues. You're going to tell me that your kid hasn't word, heard the word F before? Come on. Um, Chris Bird. In King City, Ontario. Speaking of amazing camera angles, watching some of those NFL kicks from what clearly has to be drone footage, amazing. See, that's them trying new things. I like the aerial coverage that TSN is using for CFL games right now. Um, We're all going to give our opinion. They're going to try new things, okay? Are we afraid to give our opinion here? By the way, to the sports update, I promised. The Montreal Canadiens, breaking news this morning have signed center Nick Suzuki to an eight-year contract extension worth $63 million. The 22-year-old from London, Ontario, led the Habs in postseason scoring last season with 16 points in 22 games. If you're Vegas, are you making that trade again? Patch ready for Nick Suzuki? Probably not. No? I think Suzuki was very good last year. Suzuki was very good, but this is a good contract. I like this contract for both the Canadians and Nick Suzuki. Let's be honest. Nick Suzuki is not, I, I don't know, he's not a tier one superstar, right? He's not going to be, he's not projected to be a 10, 11, 12 million dollar a year guy. What is this for less than eight, right? Mm-hmm. Between seven and eight million dollars. Um, I think that's perfect. He gets that guarantee that he's going to be a seven, eight million dollar guy for the next eight years. The Canadians say, look at if he turns into a $10 million guy, which he's projecting that he's gotten better each year, then we got a little bit of a deal here. So I think they're both happy with it. A little less on the top end dollar, more on the term. I think everybody's happy. Um, Comment of the day from Scott on YouTube. Scott with one T. He says, welcome NHL. For years, the RP forums have supported and beat the CFL drum along with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders football team, but I haven't seen any reciprocation or likewise support. Good. Hockey. 
Are we making an official announcement today, Moose? Because I feel like we are. It's an NHL first show right here. I hereby declare, declare it's an NHL show. Away we go. And the guy, he gets it. Scott gets it. Hockey is what I would rather have done all along. Let's go. Let's go. To baseball. <laughs> the Houston Astros can join the Boston Red Sox in the American League Championship Series with a win tonight at Chicago. The Astros lead their AL Division Series with the White Sox two games to one. Lance McCullers Jr. will pitch today in game four instead of Jose Urquidy as the Astros revamp their rotation following yesterday's rainout. The reigning World Series champions are facing elimination in their best of five NLDS. The L.A. Dodgers are down to two games to one heading into game four of their series with the rival San Francisco Giants. San Fran took the lead in the series with a one nothing win on Monday in L.A. And the Braves can wrap up their National League Division Series against Milwaukee tonight at home. Pinch hitter Jock Peterson launched a three-run homer in the fifth inning last night, sending the Braves to their second straight 3-0 win against the Brewers. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite mousse, the Almond Mocha. No, the Almond Coconut. Why do I have Almond Mocha written in here? Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Somebody's trying to tell you what you like? Or what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I already had my almond, mo- uh, almond coconut this morning for breakfast. I worked out almost every day in Florida, and I came home with a ferocious appetite. Hungry all the time. Unreal. Who knew? Anyways, what do you got? What are you surfing over there? What do you got going on? Just checking, uh, checking out the comments and uh, ah! following along. I love it. From Ryan Schultz watching on YouTube, I, I believe it's my old radio buddy. Schultz, he says, yay, can't wait for a hockey talk. The best hockey talk in all the land. There is, you see how everything's unfolding here. There's nobody else talking hockey in the daytime in this country. And I can damn sure guarantee you there's none in America because I just came back from there. That's what they all told me. And now Sportsnet, TSN Radio, rolling up the carpets, turning out the lights on their daytime talk. So listen, we're going to get into this. The Jets haven't even played yet. And by the way, I ran into Chevy this morning in the elevator. I didn't tell you that. He was in Edmonton last week for the Jets were there. We had a good talk. Okay. You watch out for the Jets, man. Because yesterday I put on my Twitter, who you got in your Stanley Cup final? I noticed you ignored the tweet, by the way. We didn't see it. Who do you have in your Stanley Cup final? I said, Avi, the Vegas Golden Knights, against the Florida Panthers. And uh, it was fairly popular. I should have tagged you, I guess, and got your attention. You're bullish. You were bullish on Florida last year. I was. I really was. I, I think that they're build, they've built a really nice core. Um, but now everybody's a little bit awake. They're waking up to the Florida Panthers. They're not now. a secret anymore. So it's no longer, you know, me being a savant or a Nostradamus or whatever, you know, and, and seeing the Florida Panthers come to, you know, fruition. But they're there, very much so. Um, but there's a lot of teams that, that have a shot. Um, but, yeah, Florida's I, – I, I would have Florida there. I really would. Although, you know, Mark Messier was on ESPN talking about Tampa. That's his pick to get back there. He's done that time in Edmonton, right, with the Oilers. To get back there and win again, that's such a challenge. 
three times. I mean, so they'll be dialed in to try and do it. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, go where the puck is going to be, not where it is. That's why we've made the designation about this being an NHL show first. And you know what? It just feels so good. And by the way, you're successfully dodging your Stanley Cup final pick. So I'll give you a few more minutes. And by the way, uh, because we're going to break in, Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes is coming up next live, okay? You missed when I said it last hour. Uh, Steven Stamkos has said that this is their motivation in Tampa. Three straight Stanley Cups takes them out of the hockey world of dynasty into the pro sports legendary status. Yes. And did that, I'm like, wow, this kid's got it figured out. My buddy Stammer. Well, we'll see if the Hurricanes have anything to say about that when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. Coming to you from the bunker out here in Western Canada. It's opening night in the National Hockey League with a pair of games, but not for the Carolina Hurricanes. And we're very pleased to uh, welcome to the program Carolina Hurricanes forward Vincent Trocek entering his 11th NHL season. They got a couple nights off here before they get rolling against the New York Islanders. Vincent, welcome to the RP Show. How are things down in uh, Carolina, man? Things are going well. Everybody's ready to get going. I got to ask, what's it like knowing that it is opening night, but you guys got to wait until Thursday? Are you a little anxious to get going, or can you wait until Thursday? I guess you don't have a choice. Yeah, we do not have a choice. But, I I mean, I think we're all pretty anxious to get going. It's been a long training camp this year, um, and we only had a few uh, preseason games, so everybody's kind of gearing up to get going. I got to ask you, what is it like when you hear all this cup talk, and it's Tampa, Florida, Islanders, some other, it seems like everybody but Carolina. You guys talk about that amongst yourselves. Is that because of the media market down there or just, you know, you're the Rodney Dangerfields of the NHL. You ever feel like you don't get enough respect down there? You know, I don't, I don't really think anybody in our locker room is thinking about it or listening to any of that outside noise. It's kind of just, we know how good of a team we have and um, we've proven that we can make it into the playoffs and, and give teams some trouble. So, uh, with the additions that we've had this summer and the way we've played in the past and, and the leadership we have, the coaching we have, I think we, we're pretty confident in the team we have. you got a tremendous hockey team and uh, obviously lost out to the eventual Stanley Cup champions last year. I, we all know what happened in your goal, Crease. Talk about the forwards. This is a bit of a different Carolina team coming back this year. How did it feel in training camp in those games? Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's definitely a different team this year. We, I mean, we had a lot of new players compared to the past. Um, nine new players this year, whereas last year it was just one. Um, so our, our forward group looks a little bit different up front. Um, a little bit of kind of line combinations throughout uh, the preseason and throughout camp have been kind of switched in and out a little bit, trying to figure out what works best. But um, we have a pretty deep forward group and, and – just like in the past, our, our decor, I think, is one of the best in the league. So um, we have no concerns back there. And then obviously adding Freddie has been huge. 
How about uh, your line mates? Who have you been skating with here in uh, the preseason, and who will you open up with Thursday night against the Islanders? I've been working with a, a bunch of different combinations throughout camp right now. I'm with uh, Spechnikov and Tarabine, and uh, I've played alongside Netchess and, and Kokaniemi a little bit. Um, what happens this Thursday, I'm not 100% sure yet, but um, I'm pretty confident in, in all the guys that I've had on my wing. So uh, whoever it is, I'll be happy with it. Well, I got to ask you, how are you lining up with Jesperi Kokaniemi? Because uh, we were in Montreal for the Stanley Cup final, did our shows out of there, and he had become a little bit of a whipping boy in Montreal, and it seemed like a change of scenery was needed for him. And then he lights it up for you guys in your first preseason game. What's it like playing with him? He's a, I, I haven't really played against him much since he came into the league, so um, it's kind of new to me seeing him play, but he's a really good hockey player. He's got great uh, – Hockey IQ, his hockey sense and vision is really good. Um, fits into majority of the Finnish players that I've played with. Um, and he's a big frame, too, a lot bigger than I, I thought he was. Um, he's got a ton of skill. Obviously, he was a third overall pick, and um, usually the guys that are taking that high have tremendous skill, and he's definitely got that. So uh, I think he's going to be a really good hockey player for our team. Vincent, I got to ask you about your head coach, uh, Jack Adams, award winner last year, Rod, Rod Brindamore, still a legend. Notre Dame College is about 20 miles south of where I'm sitting right now, so we still follow him very closely. And it just seems like you love this guy, Rod Brindamore. What makes him such a successful NHL head coach? Yeah, I mean, he's been awesome ever since I got here. I've I've loved the what he's what he's done and and just the way he goes about being a head coach. He, um, he really cares. I mean, that's, I think first and foremost, he cares so much about this hockey team and cares so much about winning. And you could tell that he just wants to, he wants the best for all of us. And, uh, at the same time, he's extremely easy to talk to. Um, he has an open mind. If, if you ever want to talk to him about anything, uh, power play stuff, uh, who you're playing with, anything like that, he has an open mind, not necessarily saying he's going to do whatever you're, you're asking him to do, but he's not just going to shut you down for the sake of having power. And um, then every single night he comes to the rink and he just looks like he wants to suit him up and uh, go out there and play. You can tell how passionate he is about the hockey game. And uh, I think all that combined together is, is the reason that he's such a good coach. Funny you say that. Does he participate in fitness tests with you guys? Cause he could, you know, he's routinely the fittest guy in the NHL as a player. Does he ever get down on the bench with you guys? You know, you know what? He actually he goes through the bike test that we do, which is a very difficult bike test, and and he passes it with flying colors. He he's probably just as in shape, if not more in shape, than most of the guys in the league. That does not surprise me at all. And by the way, his news conferences in the playoffs are so funny too. When he's ripping the refs and stuff, he, what you're telling me is he's a player's coach, and that's everything in line with what we see on television of him. Lastly, Vincent, just with the Islanders, you got him in there Thursday opening up. A lot of people got him picked to win the Metropolitan Division. That's your division. It's going to be a hell of a game. What do you – well, they don't have Everly coming in this year, a uh, close friend of ours. But what do you expect out of the Islanders in this game on Thursday night? Have you thought about it much? Yeah, we've been doing a little bit of video on them and, and just obviously we have so much time thinking about who we're playing on our first game. So um, I think they're a team that kind of matches up to our style of play most in the league. They, they play really hard and – uh, they're a tough team to play against, very defensive. Um, so, I mean, it, it'll be a good game on Thursday. 
Should be an outstanding game. And Vincent, I got to ask you, so in a couple weeks' time, you're going to be shaving down a little bit here. You got a November thing going on. What do you got going on here uh, come November? Yeah, I always participate in, in November and I shave the beard a little bit and, and try to grow a nice mustache and raise awareness for men's health. So uh, I'll get that going a couple weeks. My wife will hate me for a month, but that's fine. <laughs> well, the duster we call it up here. I don't know what you call it down there, but is can people donate to your, do you have a link or something or the social media? How can people support what you're doing? Yeah, I'll post a link on my social media. It'll be um, just a little website, my November website and you can go on there and, and donate to raise awareness for men's health. And uh, it's all for a good cause. So um, the lip sweater, as we call it down here, will, will be greasy. <laughs> good stuff. Well, Vincent, hey, kudos to you, man, for doing that. And thanks for doing this show. I really appreciate it. Good luck Thursday night and with the season, man. I appreciate the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes, a Pittsburgh kid as they get set to open up on Thursday night. We got one more segment left. It is overtime, and uh, we'll be right back. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back. Come on in. I just broke my earpiece. I don't even know. I didn't have any issues with this at all in Florida. And now here I am breaking things. And we're back. The moose is back in the bunker. I can see you. I can't necessarily hear you. But I'll get this fixed. I'm like six feet away from you. Right. You can hear me? I can't hear Producer Clark. I'll get it fixed here in a second. But folks, I got to tell you, addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is that addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. AuroraRecoveryCenter.com. It is uh, Viewer Takeover. It's Overtime, presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, where they invite you down tonight to catch the NHL doubleheader, all the great baseball, and the best boneless Greek ribs anywhere in the world. But on the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777, Metal Shingle Guy writing in on terms of the topics of this show. He says, I like the Golden Corral, a little bit of everything, even your personal stories. That's what makes it the RP show. No limits. We call it the Golden Corral of sports talk, right? A little bit of everything. A buffet, if you will, Moose. So it's not changing that way. It's just we're going to talk a heck of a lot more NHL than we ever have, and that's our number one sport on this show. And when you got the Carolina Hurricanes putting on Vincent Trocek, who was almost a point a game last year for the Carolina Hurricanes, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Oh, yeah. So uh, about enough on that, I guess. Uh, We can talk about the CFL here in the final segment because people are fired up about their teams. 
But I'm just real excited to get into the car and get to Edmonton for the love of Pete because we're going to be broadcasting from West Edmonton Mall Wednesday, Thursday in advance of the orders and Canucks. It's an exciting time. I tell you, these drives, like, I love getting on the road and getting out and meeting people. We get to do that in all these different cities, and I think that's what's so great is we're taking the country and now the continent and turning it into one really small community, right? where we can connect with all these people. I love it. So I can't wait. I know it's, what, seven-hour drive. It's going to feel like two. It's going to go by in the blink of an eye, and we get, to get, we get to get into Edmonton, and I've been working in the breaks and the odd segments connecting with them all. They're really excited, talking about our plans and everything else that's going to go along with it, the people we're going to meet. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, so to uh, the final segment here, I see that the – the viewers are having quite a little discussion here about the Canadian Football League, and certainly we're not averse to that. It's not like we're not following it. Jeff, the Stamps fan, I don't know what he's talking about here. He says something about playing in the fishbowl. Every move is critiqued. It's about the franchise quarterback here, Cody Fajardo, going home in the bye week. I mean, this is so ugly. Um What's going on here with regards to the Rough Riders who have lost four of their last six games? And Jeff, the Stamps fans watching it from Calgary and says, many are mad that he's going home for the bye week. It takes skin of steel to make it in Rider Nation. Starting quarterback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is one of the hardest jobs in pro sports. And that is a fact. Nobody would believe it unless you've been here. You don't need to live here, but you just to have been here and see it. It's unreal what's going on. And, and I'm telling you, everywhere I go since coming home on Thursday from Florida is what's wrong with the Riders? What's wrong with the Riders? What's wrong with the Riders? Everywhere. And it's just, I'm not going to lie, it was nice to get away. But now it's, nobody really knows what's wrong with the Riders. But this quarterback who everybody loved and they awarded this huge, almost half million dollar a year contract to, they're starting to turn on him. And I was talking with the media You were nearby at the press box at the Pats game the other night, and they agreed the fans are turning on Cody Fajardo. And I just know that I've been around this long enough. You're not going to stop them if they want to turn on their football team. But it's – I haven't watched all of the games. What I'm hearing is O-line issues, and the receiver group's not good enough. And I guess when Cody Fajardo came out and pointed the finger as receiver group, that's where it all started. Would you say? Yeah, you know, and that was a bit of the unraveling. And when you're distracted, then it starts to affect the play on the field too, right? It it can. At least it's in your mind. And the focus isn't 100% on football. Even though you try and block it out, it's still hanging in the air a little bit. So adversity can, can bring teams together though, right? And what matters, you do have to get into the playoffs, but what matters is that your team is on the right track at the end of the season, and starting in the you know in that back half of November this year, right? So they've got time to get it together, but adversity can either bring you together or pull you apart. They're at a crossroads right now. I don't know which way they're going to go. Right, but last week on this show, we talked about it, and we said, is it going to galvanize the team, or is it going to disintegrate the team? And based on what happened Saturday night, again, I watched the first half, and I actually meant to say that. I now get how you guys watch more than one game at once. I get it. I was in the airport in Toronto, and I had on my MacBook the Panthers-Lightning game and on my phone the Riders-Stampeders game. So you watch a play, and when that ends, you go back to the other game, and then when the whistle blows, you go back here. That's how you do it, huh? Yeah, that's how, so that's you how do I it. was doing you it. You go back and forth. Um, 
what's really great for me and, and how we can evaluate all of these games on NFL Sunday and the marquee matchups is because using these different services like DAZN, I'll go back when I watch in the morning and I'll watch a whole game in an hour with the fast forward button. Every commercial break, right? Every stretch in between plays, two minute warnings, bing, 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 bing. And all of a sudden that game right down to an hour. It's awesome. So you can get through it really, really fast. But uh, yeah, and when we say, you know, we thought last week, is it going to galvanize them or, or tear them apart? What we found out really was that they weren't over it. They were still in the adversity stage, still a distraction. So they haven't come out of it yet to determine whether which way it's going to go. So while it's a problem, it's, it's not going to be good on the field. So they lost their next game, which was Saturday night against Calgary, and then they go into a bye. And initially I thought this isn't a good time for a bye week. You need to sit together and figure out your problems. They've lost four of six. Then I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, well, no, maybe they do all need to get away. We don't know what they've been living with. Are they in a bubble? Are they not in the bubble? Are they vaccinated? Are they not? I don't have any idea. But the quarterback, Cody Fajardo, wants to get away for a week. He's getting ripped apart for that. He should be here. This is old as time. You can predict it. That the fans are going to criticize a quarterback for going away on a bye week. Uh, yeah, you had a point. You on don't that. agree all 100%. Time heals all wounds. Sometimes when a couple's fighting, you just need to take a little time apart, come back together, and away you go. Um, let's hope it works for the Riders if you're in Saskatchewan. Yeah, well, I, I, now we just cracked the lid on this. But I'm going from here to go tape my uh, Rough Riders television show. So we'll be talking about that tonight, 7 p.m. Sass time tomorrow. Can you? What are 24 hours? This is going to be 22. Actually, we will be at West Edmonton Mall getting ready for the Oilers home opener against the Vancouver Canucks. Nice work, Moose. Yes. And to the entire Thank crew, you. we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook. No laughing on the sponsors' couch. This is the media. We're not supposed to have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.